the podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Katie. And this is One Kiss Means Forever. This is the podcast that talks about all of your favorite graceful, waltzing, beautiful moments of Christmas and the ones that make you slip and fall on your head and get you a concussion. So uh, that's my fancy way of saying all the things that are wonderful yet sublimely terrible about your favorite made-for-TV romances. And this time, it's Christmas! Christmas! All right, we got a Hallmark one today. We do have a Hallmark one, but before we even get into that, we have to... Uh, let everybody know we have some extra special guests for this discussion today. So we have Tara and Austin from Hallmark Snark here. Hello. You guys want to tell us a little bit about yourself, your podcast, all that fun jazz? (laughs) Yeah, so we are um, a queer married couple that love to watch Uh, Hallmark movies and the only way I could convince Tara to watch them with me was if we podcasted the snarky comments we have about them together so that was how Hallmark Snark came about very nice and And I'm along for the ride (laughs) (laughs) but she's the funnier one so it's good that she's with us well we can recommend that if I think if you like our show you like Hallmark Snark. You I most think. definitely like Hallmark Snark. It's nice to hear the overlap when listening to you. Um, <laughs> one small difference, we have Hallmark Hallmarks. They make their uh, predictions in tropey trope land and see if they come true. And they often seem to. <laughs> <laughs> Funny well, that. <laughs> you know, it's, it's super shocking that you can tell what's going to happen in these movies before they... It's air <laughs> and it's super fun because Tara built a trope wheel so sometimes we're like I don't we don't know what to guess and so we just have like a trope jobs wheel and a trope like setting wheel and we just spin it oh and, so, and sometimes that's way more accurate than us trying to do it because we try not to watch too many of the previews so that we kind of go in just knowing like oh it's a small town gal Mm. Uh, going to right. the big city for the first time or vice versa and that's all we know and so we go in ver- with limited knowledge which I find incredibly impressive because you guys seem to watch almost all of these movies so <laughs> I don't I, I feel like that's all I get is commercials for the upcoming one that's coming tomorrow or the next weekend <laughs> I'm often worried about referencing the commercials when we tweet together. That's something that you guys should know, um, you who are listening to us. We met Hallmark Snark through the Twitterverse. So if you feel like you can't make friends in social media land, it's not true because (laughs) we have learned to make friends with people who are part of our tribe. Um, We tend to say it's a complicated emotion, this, this love, deep, deep love of Hallmark, and yet we poke fun and snark about it the whole time but it seems that like we're not alone and it's so nice to find you and find <laughs> others who do the same thing so mm-hmm. um we greatly appreciate your friendship, your, your friendship at christmas <laughs> thank you we enjoy it too um we just really got into the live tweeting game this year and it is a whole extra layer of fun to this whole process so we've loved meeting you guys and there seems to be like a crew of us that are kind of tweeting around the same style of snarkiness and it's worth watching the movies twice for (laughs) oh for sure it's been such a blast getting to meet people who also love these movies but also recognize it's not real life and it's okay to poke fun at it yeah there's also a few folks who thinks it 
that it's real life who have like come to the snark side and i'm really loving that like we are like letting people see like there's more to than just like that's what life should look like right also and it's love it's it. this whole there you are allowed to love it and mm-hmm. think it's stupid you don't have to pick one side of this and it's not sacred and from the opposite direction of those who have supreme hatred for these movies, i.e. my fiance, um, who have kind of come to find some value in these movies, like through bingo and whatever. And just the other day, like my fiance goes, I'm going to miss our bingo night, but really just like hanging out with you and your sister. But really, you can invite me to watch Paul Campbell. I won't mind. <laughs> <laughs> and I went, all right, I, I feel you with that one. <laughs> That's so adorable. Yeah. I feel like that's what happened with Tara was I was like, look, if you know going in that it doesn't have to be good, if you lower that bar, I was like, you love The Bachelor. You can love a Hallmark Christmas movie. Yes. For sure. For sure. And some of them are really genuinely a good time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And sometimes they're a better time because we tweet about them. Very true. <laughs> Speaking of a good time and having one, um, I think we should get into what we're talking about today. Yes. So um, we we don't have enough Lacey Chabert in our repertoire. So we are talking about a Christmas waltz. Yes. Is it a Christmas waltz? No, there's no article. It's oh. just Christmas waltz. And this is our new Hallmark movie that we'll be discussing this year. Uh, It aired on the Saturday after Thanksgiving, so November 28th, 2020. Yikes. Yeah. (laughs) So quite recent. Um, And this is what Hallmark has to say about this movie. After Avery's storybook Christmas wedding is canceled, a dance instructor helps her face her fears in life and fulfill her dream of learning to dance. And it stars Lacey Chabert and Will Kemp. So Hallmark royalty Lacey Chabert plays Avery, a high-powered lawyer in Manhattan, planning her wedding to David They go to pick a cake where David is too busy to really participate and Avery buys dance lessons so they can do a choreographed first dance like people do. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) but David has secretly taken a job in Boston, not including Avery in the decision. So out of the blue, the relationship is over because you don't move to some place without telling your wife. (laughs) To be fair, though, she also says something along the lines of, like, I can't move. Why would you expect that? Which is like, well, if you're going to marry each other, I kind of would expect that you would at least consider moving for me. (laughs) Totally true. (laughs) So heartbroken, Avery goes to cancel the dance lessons from the teacher slash studio owner, Roman, who we will be calling Hugh Dancy McDanceface this entire time just go with it um <laughs> I'm sorry. played with will camp played by will camp rather um but he suggests that she keep the lessons anyway and learn to dance for herself um initially avery isn't interested but after being like low-key put down by her parents <laughs> she decides to do something for herself and agrees to take the lessons avery is a bad dancer and an even worse student but hugh dancy mcdance <laughs> 
Sorry, I can't say it without laughing. But Hugh Dancy McDance face is determined to so suggest they go ice skating to help her dance. So like we just ask you to stop and please explain how that might work, but maybe it's a core thing. Who knows? Um, so outside the studio, they end up having an impromptu snowball fight, which is which causes Hugh Dancy McDance face to slip and hit his head on the sidewalk. So whoops, off to the hospital, not the ice rink, they go. So Hugh Dancy McDance face has a concussion. So Avery has to bring him home. And since he won't call someone to watch out for him, uh, which is Loki asking if he has a girlfriend. Uh, the answer is no, but his parents do live in the area, so I don't understand this at all. Um, <laughs> Avery comes back the next morning to check on him, making her his angel, even though that's not how you check on somebody with a concussion. You wake them up every like hour or something, but, but it's fine. That's I fine. also like that this is like the last movie we did with a concussion. They had to stay awake for 24 hours. And this one, it's like, <laughs> see you tomorrow. Cool. Um, and she also acts as his really, really bad version of, like, Blue Apron or Home Chef. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Sorry, I still have questions about that, but we can talk about it later. Um, so back at the studio, Avery is getting a handle on this dance thing. And one night in the hospital, and bam, she's a professional. You know how that works. You learn to dance in the hospital. And also, she is killing it at work, having been put on a big job. And she's getting cozy with Hugh Dancy McDance face. You know, David who, right? Life is really working out for Avery at this point. Yeah. Hugh Dancy McDance face invites Avery to his parents for a Christmas party, ostensibly to thank her for checking on him the morning after his concussion, but it's really the movie's way of like making the parents like already love her, I think. Yeah. Um, Because everyone likes everybody and we basically get a singing in the rain homage on the way home. Um, It's kind of cute. Uh, so win for the viewing audience and all of that. Love is in the air, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and, best. <laughs> and Avery is even invited to the big Christmas waltz dance show that he, Dancy McDance Face is putting on. Just as a reminder, his name is Roman, but he's here Dancy McDance Face. Just wanted to keep it going. Well, it's because they didn't tell us his name for like the first 30 minutes and we had to come up with something. Yep. And it started with Dancy McDance Face, but he, Hugh Dancy's a person, so we thought it was funny. <laughs> and we will continue to think it's funny for all time. Yes, we will. <laughs> so uh, said Hugh Dancy McDance face wants to expand his business and open up another studio closer to where he grew up in Brighton Beach. He should write a memoir. Um, <laughs> I couldn't not. Um, so Avery agrees to help him out and they look at the space and go over his business plans together. And even though she really does not have the time to be doing this, magic Hallmark time always comes to save the day. Because women always have more time in Hallmark movies. Send me yes, to there. Yes, they do. Their days are definitely minimum 48 hours. It's not I fair. I agree. <laughs> but 
Then David appears back in the picture, or at least hoping to be in the picture. And it turns out he essentially gets to work remote for his new job, which would have been really helpful information before. Um, so he doesn't really have to move. So now they can be together. Oh, so Right? Uh, so while Avery is a bit blindsided, she does agree to m- at least meet with him. Uh, so David, being the asshole that he is goes to visit Hugh Dancy McDance face in his studio to let him know to basically back off uh Avery's his even though he like completely relinquished that um Mm -hmm. later that evening when Avery meets up with David to actually talk because they haven't talked by this point uh he essentially asks her to marry him again and she turns him down she's like nope he's you're not the right guy for me no we're not doing this and at her next and also last uh, dance lesson, Hugh Dancy McDanceface is really cold to her because of the whole David situation that she doesn't know about. Um, and she's like, why is he like this? So she leaves in tears. And I have to say it that way because Bartok does. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody is miserable. Thank you. So the next day is when her big client proposal thing, whatever it is, um, that's when it's due and she has forgotten all about it due to this heartbreak. Um, But, you know, she gets it done because that's what Hallmark heroines do. And then her friend Molly uh, gets her, like convinces her to go to the Christmas waltz with her. So she gets all gussied up and they go to the theater. The theater. Yeah. Um, so at the theater, Hugh Dancy McDanceface is waiting for his dance partner, who is his like pseudo sister partner in dance studio land. Yeah. Um, but she's his, stuck his in centuries. Yeah. <laughs> she's stuck in traffic um, because that makes total sense. You drive in New York City um, and she isn't going to make it. So Hugh Dancy McDanceface pulls a Patrick Swayze and has Avery step in for the dance after all nobody puts avery in a corner hey <laughs> and they dance a dance because she knows it and is wearing all the appropriate garb and it's beautiful and since they are telling their love story through dance a la center stage they <laughs> kiss at the end and since one, one kiss means forever they'll be dance partners for the rest of their lives and scene. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. <laughs> um, so let's get into what we call our what the fuck moments. Yes. <laughs> I think you I think you all should start it. Um, and then we'll go off to see if we have any alternates snarkiness with you guys. Um, because there was a lot of things that happened in this movie. <laughs> Hooray. So is it best to start with like the big starks or just any do you whatever like i think it's the ones that stick in your brain the most or the ones that we generally start with yeah <laughs> okay um i would say my one of my big snarks was david uh and his sugar plum fairy suit that <laughs> like i i struggled david as a character is one of the most hateable hallmark men i have ever met watching any movie i like just viscerally did not like him and so i really was like i think it was it started with the suit where they were going to the cake tasting and he was on i I felt like he was willy wonka and i don't (laughs) like 
maybe this is a, a controversial opinion, but I don't like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. It's a creepy movie. And uh, that, so instantly oh. I was like taken out of Christmas into a different uh -huh. genre. And I was just like, oh, I'm not going to like him. And I didn't. And Hallmark delivered on that. <laughs> right. They said you weren't going to like him. You you don't like him. And, and by gosh, I didn't clueless. like him. <laughs> I said Professor Plum myself. I'm a big Clue fan. My WTF moment um, was that nobody told Avery what kind of shoes to bring to her first dance class. And if the shoes are that important that like you've got the loner shoes, that seems to be a regular issue. Um, it seems like you would just have like a little thing that would say what to wear for your first dance class, or you might want to get proper <laughs> shoes and maybe bring a pair of socks so that she didn't have to put on someone else's old nasty socks <laughs> and shoes to do her glorious dance again, which just felt, you know, it kind of took me out of the movie magic a little bit. <laughs> to see those those borrowed shoes on her feet. So oh, I seriously com completely agree and would just go so far as to say the shoes in this movie at all points were problematic. Oh. <laughs> I have so much that that was that was actually going to be my 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 big thing to riff off of you. My my number one thing about this movie was the shoes. So notwithstanding the argument that you just posed about she didn't know what shoes to wear. And then when they give her practice shoes to wear, they're not really dance shoes. I'm sorry. Like, um, like you have to have a heel. You have to have a strap on your heel. Otherwise you fall out of it because right. that's just how dance shoes work. Also, can we talk about how she was wearing stiletto booties in her home while decorating her tree on a ladder? And I don't know any person who wears shoes in their house most of the time, but why would you wear stilettos in your home? on a ladder it well, made me and so mad when she came into the dance studio and she was wearing the stilettos and she's like i walk around all day in the city of these i wear them everywhere and i'm like Bullshit. does that person exist no like, who is no. that person is it like little teeny teeny tiny Lacey Chabert because it is not me I mean I guess I don't live in the city but well you, Katie and I do and no how, yeah unless no. you're being driven everywhere which maybe Lisa Chabert was because she lives in a place with a doorman so maybe she can afford a car everywhere but every New York woman has a big bag and one of the reasons we have a big bag is we have another pair of shoes with us almost always and if yeah. you're a performer you have at least three or four pairs of shoes in your bag at all times I've always wondered <laughs> why the bags are so big thank you oh yeah why it's yeah, right. I, I've actually gone through my purse with my mother because she yelled at me for how big it was. And I was like, what do I not need in here? And every <laughs> single thing she has in her car. And I was like, yeah, see, my shoe thing also is so she wears the wrong shoes to the original dance class. And then she somehow gets like really nice dance shoes, like professional dance shoes. They're not practice dance shoes, which are a different thing. They look different. They look more like saddle shoes almost. But then when she goes to the Christmas waltz, she's wearing dance shoes with her outfit. Which you shouldn't oh. be wearing outside at all. <laughs> Most of the time, dance shoes have different soles. Yeah, they've I'm got like suede like, soles. Yeah. <laughs> I feel so educated right now. And Tara, you, you did dancing, but it was more like clogging when you were growing up, right? I did. I did do mountain <laughs> clogging. <laughs> So different kind of shoes. Yes, you never wear them outside because they're clogs. Um, so Hannah, besides the shoe thing, did you have any other WTF moments? Yes. Um, hmm. Okay. So I think what will facilitate discussion is I think we need to talk about Will Kemp and his accent. <laughs> 
Um, Great. Because yes. I can't, I, they tried to explain it and I can't handle it. And it, no. So he's actually British. So I, I am going with, he can't not be, have a British accent. Like he just doesn't have the range to not have the accent because he, he always has the accent and it often doesn't make any sense. So when they tried to shoehorn in that he like went to boarding school, Mm-hmm. That's not usually where your accent comes from. Well, and Unless why did it matter? Just say he's British. Like I don't know why they right. needed to there say that nothing... he was from somewhere else. Right. Like I think it was because they wanted to have that Russian nesting doll, the Christmas tree, and make it feel like it was somehow un- like related to where he was from. But I'm not from Russia, and I have one that's sentimental to me too that my mother gave me. Right. She also, and got it. But it's like. But also you can have like Russian heritage without, but I mean, that's basically what it was. Cause also the mother is when they meet (laughs) the mother, like initially, like the first few lines, I was like, does she have a Russian accent? And then she did it. I think she was trying and then it got lost in all the hustle and bustle in that kitchen. I agree. Hold it up. So, cause I was like, (laughs) I thought the same thing. Mm -hmm. Is this like the big Russian family? Why are they here? And not in Russia. Like, why are they all here? He's uh, on the on the plus side for this movie, they did have them live in Brighton Beach, which is a huge, like Russian, Russian neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Neighborhood, yeah. So I was like, okay, they're in the right place. Cool. That's good for them. Um, but yeah, it was just sort of weird. And I'm wondering if they felt <laughs> they needed to normalize a man's uh, lifelong dream of dance by making him Russian, which is a big problem, I think. But it seems like a lot of our more famous Russian dancer, I mean, mm-hmm. dancers, period, are Russian. Mm-hmm. But I can only think of Barishnikov, and that's about it. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I, I'm wondering if that's sort of like no one would buy this, so let's make him Russian. Okay. Russian. Well, th- that that relates to another thing that I feel like I just want to tell everybody because I okay. <laughs> shout it out because <laughs> I did some research because I was I, while watching this movie especially during the like singing in the rain moment that they do mm-hmm. I was like why is Will Kemp so much better than Lacey Chabert like <laughs> like so much better so I did yes. some research on Will Kemp and um he's like an actual dancer nice he was the swan in Matthew Bourne's Swan Lake. What? Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Like okay. he, he's like legit swan. Um, so I kept thinking, why aren't we pulling in like a Billy Elliot reference at this point? Like mm. that's what should have been happening. Uh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's a little bit better. Tara, you look like you were nodding a whole lot. Do you know any <laughs> other well-kept secrets that well-kept Will Kemp secrets that we need to know that's about? That's a tongue twister there. Well, yes. He seemed, you could, especially in the very first scene there, it felt almost like a ballet scene. So it didn't surprise me to learn that he has a ballet background because a lot of his moves felt very ballet. And I'm thinking, oh, I don't know enough about ballroom dance. So I'm sure there's a lot of influences there, but um Sometimes they were even less on the ballroom dancing and more on the the some of the pirouette type moves and things like that. So yeah, I, was, I can see that. That makes sense. <laughs> I, I just thought it was important that we all know that he actually can dance. I don't think Lacey can. <laughs> he had Tara was trying to teach me like pretty hands because that was something she learned in dance, and I mm-hmm. was just like, 
I look like a claw monster. And yeah. I, I noticed that he had very pretty hands. And so I was like, he's danced before this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I have one more like, what the fuck? <laughs> because what? why was Lacey not in a fetal position weeping at least once in this film? She just got broken up with for her dream wedding by her boyfriend, not even just saying, I think we've grown apart. He took a job and said, I just don't think I can commit to you. And so I went secretly and got this job without telling you. And I just don't feel like she cried enough at any point in this movie. Did she cry at all? There was one part (laughs) where she cried, but it wasn't over David. It was over Dancy McDance face. Right. Um, and it was when they were slow dancing to Silent Night. And it was, it actually, I actually laughed at this because Silent Night has been the soundtrack of every Hallmark Christmas movie this season. <laughs> and her face of betrayal when he was like, look to the left, not in the eyes. We're not telling a story tonight. <laughs> she was just like, <gasps> and she was just holding back the tears. And I was like, that's how we all feel when you play Silent Night, Hallmark. So stop playing this <laughs> Song. but it, it was the only time i felt like she was at all hurt at any I, point yeah, in this she movie cried more for that than the breakup with the with the fiance <laughs> yes yeah she was more mildly annoyed at not getting married than anything which yeah. is it goes hand in hand with like an upcoming i mean i guess like a upcoming hallmark hallmark um not to go too deep but this is why people have been engaged once i think <laughs> because they don't put the value of life partner as seriously as I think they should. So, um, well, they, they know them for there. a week and they're in love forever. So, but that's the la- that lasts. The ones that don't last are the ones that last two years. And why am I marrying you? I go to a small <laughs> town and you're done. I forgot about you. Sorry. <laughs> right. You got to lock it down early. <laughs> she goes, We were trying to figure out the timeline for this movie. And it really is about three weeks from yeah. I'm having a wedding and get dumped to this is the man of my dreams and I'm in love with him. So Right. I mean, I believe they essentially tell us that the first scene of the movie takes place on December 1st. Mm-hmm. Are we good with our what the fucks? Should we yeah. move on to our Hallmark Hallmarks? Yeah. Yes. Well, well, my um, Hallmark Hallmark was instant expert. That you know, she, you know, she struggled a little bit with her first um lesson or whatever but by the end of course she's good enough at this thing to get up on the stage and do a flawless performance with no preparation or anything whatsoever um so wouldn't we all love to have that level of expertise after 10 dance lessons that's a good one good job that is really good um mine is um stores giving away shit for free for the sake of the plot um so for their singing in the rain dance montage they just needed a beret and an umbrella and a guy just happened to have those right outside and at the end they're like what do we owe he's like keep it the dance was worth it and like in every (laughs) movie there's like you know what just put it on my tap no i'll take care of it don't you don't have to pay for that like small town businesses need money support local business stop taking their stuff for free that's my trope (laughs) and that is good um i have that uh the fiance is distant about planning the wedding so you Mm. know that he's not the one Mm -hmm. (laughs) um we had a snowball fight we did um i put cute kid 
Yeah, yes. the, the cute. I guess precocious. He could be considered precocious, but cute kid. I don't know if this is a hallmark hallmark, but I feel like it should be. If it's not, which is privileged white woman, um, <laughs> because this is the most uh, wealthy family I think I have actually seen. When they're like, "Oh, I don't know if I want to go to that place again." Like she's just talking about all this like privilege and wealth that she had growing up, and like when she's talking about Christmas plans, she changes it. It's crazy to me. Yeah. For sure. That's a really, really good one. I like for sure. Um, I have, I mean, we talked about this before, but um, that she wears the wrong shoes all the time. <laughs> the shoe game is bad. I have a faking being someone's wife in order to trick a hospital into giving you the information on someone. <laughs> and then blatantly just mentioning that with not very good whisper skills right in front of the doctor. <laughs> Right. It's like, oh, I had to tell them that. Otherwise they wouldn't give me your medical history or whatever it was. It's like, yeah, there's a reason for that. <laughs> I also had large, warm, busy foreign family party. Um, you know, yes. they go to the house and it's just like, look at how love we are. We just run around and it's all the kids and it's warm and it's wonderful. And it's such a contrast. So. Um, I know it's the name of your podcast, but it's just kiss roll credits. I mean, it was just one kiss roll credits. Boom. We're done. Love forever. Yeah. yeah For it's sure. funny. We haven't like specif- specified like the location of most of our one kisses, but you're absolutely right. Those are my least favorite movies. Usually is when I, I like to see a button of like they're mm-hmm. happily ever after. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't get it. Um, I like that your your big party. That was kind of feeding into my next, my, my next, sometimes I call it love, local color like big meal or something, but <laughs> this way was also meeting the family for a Christmas celebration mad early on in the relationship. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I have, that they have communication issues because God forbid anybody talks to each other. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm out. So y'all keep going. If I, I had one more, the breakup before Christmas, because you got to oh. have, you know, that in there that happens sometimes is that they have to have the breakup um, so they can have the new relationship. And I've got one last one, which is uh, you can tell how happy a character is by the amount of Christmas decorations that surround them. (laughs) And so we start off with Lacey having a single wreath in her office. And by the end, she's got a fully lit tree. There's a tiny tree on her desk. There's just like bouquets of flowers. So it was just like, you knew she was getting happier because Christmas kept intensifying in her, her work office for real um and we did have a, a friend character who was overly invested in her friend's relationship status <laughs> yes for sure I just remembered one just off the top of my head that we've done but I didn't write it down before is each of them have skills the other can use in the moment mm, he's yeah. a teacher he's teaching her and she just happens to know about the law things for his business so we see that a lot Grand. Beautiful. Yay. Pretty so parade? Pretty parade. <laughs> I can start us off because it's at Go the very it. beginning of the movie. That opening scene where they're playing, it's a beautiful song and they've got the silhouetted dancers and they're dancing. And um, it, it, I thought it was just a really lovely opening to the film. And it felt a little different from some of the other Hallmark movies. It, um, I don't know, it was just really beautiful. 
that I was agree. probably the prettiest things I saw in this. I was like, okay, where are we going? And then I loved it was just the like advertising video of where she wants to go take dance lessons. I thought that was like actually <laughs> a really great way to tie your intro into the movie plot itself. I was there for it. I had high expectations when I started seeing that. Um, as our listeners know, I count coats. Um, this one was high. There was a lot of coats in this one. And I'm counting her red capey thing as a coat um <laughs> but she had a white coat a pink coat a white and gray plaid coat a blue coat and a teal coat wow <laughs> so and i want to say something about the blue coat and the pink coat is they are the same coat in different colors which is also the same coat as ashley williams baby blue coat in never kiss a man in a christmas sweater Tara was like, it has that little metal thing on it. It's the yep. $495 coat that someone looked up. <laughs> they said $495? $495. They got it in bulk. Clearly. Yeah, well, they they, I, you know what? Every color. <laughs> I, I, they must have bought it at the same place they bought the white cable knit sweater that they got for all the guys. So, yes. uh, yeah. So six, six coats for Lacey, which I, sort of matches her character. I'm not totally upset by it. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay. It was a lot. My only pretty parade was the theater. I almost cried when they go into the theater and they're like walking through it and they get on the, on the stage and the kid does like a little aerial because he's so happy. Like I had a visceral reaction to being on him, them being on stage. I'm <laughs> kind of tearing up right now. Um, <laughs> I'm missing theater a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Though I was... I don't know why I got so bothered. Maybe it's in a similar vein because they said it was the Palace Theater, which is a real theater. And it wasn't the Palace Theater because that's not what the Palace Theater looks like. (laughs) Hannah, can we like just take a step back? A, this was filmed in Vancouver. I know. It can't be the Palace Theater. But B, what does the Palace Theater look like now? What, it's decimated. What, they, yeah. they they knocked it down because they're redoing it. Like there's no palace theater right now. It is just construction. It was um. just in our hearts in the Christmas wall. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess I, I think there was a part of me that wanted it to look a very specific way because that's where American in Paris was. And it feels yeah. like this should have had like the same feel. I mean, it's it's not called the Christmas theater, but it's close. It's sort of like the winter garden. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> See, we would we wouldn't know. They're like they tell us it's the Palace Theater. We're like it's the Palace Theater. Like oh, yeah. that's like that to me. Like. <laughs> I mean, but the Palace in every in every like, I, right. I think <laughs> it's a pretty common name, which which works. But you know, it is one of those things where you know when they film someplace and it's oh, yeah. supposed to be somewhere else, and then you're just like, but it's not this. Well, and there's millions of people who will know that that's not the Palace Theater. So it's like, who are you fooling? This is a major major city like they're right. gonna know <laughs> like I just kind of would have appreciated if they were just like you know it's the Smith or you know like something where that doesn't <laughs> exist Smith. you're performing at the Smith theater <laughs> right. just, like, make it up. Like, it doesn't have to be real I do want to step back a little bit and also say that knowing me and knowing Hannah if they had said we're at the Smith theater we would have been like there's no Smith theater in New York <laughs> They can't win Equally either way, upset. basically. The New Yorkers are going to be like, no, no. <laughs> Real thing or nothing. Yeah. Right. We, so we do either get... way, we'll be unhappy, like true New Yorkers. <laughs> that is true. Um, I had one ant or one and a half antis to okay. mm-hmm. round out Pretty Parade, unless Katie, you have any more. Nah, I'm good. No. Okay. So 
my true anti is I realized it was like a character choice, but I was not into Molly's eyeshadow. It was too much. Yes. And it was it, like, what, what color was it? Um, well, it, it varied, but it usually was at least two colors and it was <laughs> there. Like it, you could not miss it. All the way up to her eyebrows. It was yeah. a character in the movie and it just didn't need to be. Yeah. It, I was just like, you're stealing my attention and th- that shouldn't be happening. Um, also, I just don't believe that Lacey Chabert is friends with somebody who is doing that makeup. Like the, it, I, that didn't read true to me. Um, I don't know. I have friends, plenty of friends who are fun and funky that I was like, I wish I could be that side of you in my own life, but I can't. <laughs> I, I I understand that, but I don't think I don't think the Lacey character ha- feels yeah. that way. That, I'm going to say that's... she's a secret freak. I'm going to just say that. <laughs> Lacey Chabert is a secret freak? The character is. Because I think, like, well, she's a rustin nesting doll of emotions and desires. <laughs> and maybe she's the just Chris- little tiny women inside. Yeah. Women. That's all she But inside, is. she's like, oh. <laughs> well, Austin was like, you were talking about her friend because you were saying you didn't even really buy that she had one friend. <laughs> well, it's, you know, normally in these movies, we get just like one side character. And I was just so saddened for Lacey's character because she just had the biggest breakup of her life and only one person seemed to care about it. Not even her parents cared. (laughs) I just felt like she should have been like, oh, thanks, Susan. And just, we just had a phone friend. I would have felt like she had a support network, but clearly the only friend she has (laughs) is with her at all times. (laughs) Oh, Um, I had one more just, so I love the bookends of Pretty, right? We have this gorgeous opening sequence and we have this beautiful theater with the trees and the tinsel, loved all of that. However, there was a dress that Lacey wore that I had just such a negative reaction to. It was this green dress with a gold overlay and it looked like the curtains in The Sound of Music. I know exactly which one you're talking about. But it wasn't the curtains in The Sound of Music, you know. It wasn't made because they didn't have money. She has money. She spent money on that dress and it was terrible. It was like a 50s inspired looking dress. She had a lot of below the knee dresses and that particular one, because it had the short sleeves, it was, it was really dowdy feeling on her and would have been fine if it had been in one of those like montage scenes or something, but to have it be really her first scene it was it was like that's a choice <laughs> yeah should um, we go on well this? i i have Sorry. one like half because it didn't Sorry. look as as much like this in the movie as it did in the poster but her final dress i think might have been like those see-through wedding dresses at the top like you kind of got a skin tone happening. <laughs> you did because I think it's an actual dance dress because you have the figure skater tan or whatever flesh colored that person that they are mm-hmm. to make it them all kind of in, but it still looks right. like they're not wearing clothes. So I think it was just them saying, this is a great ball gown. Can we get away with this being actual evening wear too? <laughs> yeah, I I was just sort of like, I don't know, Hallmark, Don't it, you shouldn't make it look see-through that's not your brand mm. <laughs> but I liked it I'm sorry I'm I like it, it was a nod to a wedding dress I thought that it, was oh, oh yeah because it's like her wedding dance on her wedding date that never happened 
And it was with her new love, Dancy McDance face. Yes. And so he was smart. in his little tuxy thing. Yeah. <laughs> ah, I didn't even think about that. Hallmark is genius. <laughs> uh, does anybody have any across the universe? I just really liked that uh, Beth Thompson, who was in the, the movie the day before, uh, was also Lacey's mom. And so clearly her relationship uh, with the dad, the retired park ranger during five star christmas didn't work out <laughs> and she was a family. A <laughs> so that was my favorite like i love it when they're back to back like when the day before the same actor or actress is in the movie that's on the next day i love it when there's a few days in between hallmark please try and make that happen <laughs> hannah did you ha- or tara I- did you have any I did, um, just that it's the second waltz to the Christmas waltz that we've seen this season. So they had one on um, the royalty movie. That's what they danced to at the end of that one, too. And You're it like, right. got a little tear to my eye. And then I was like, here we are doing it again. <laughs> so, you know, That's so true. One royal Double Christmas. Christmas waltzes this year. But one, one got to be in the official Christmas waltz movie. So maybe better than the other one. I don't know. <laughs> Well, certainly better than the one in the Wizard of Oz one. So, yes. <laughs> yes. <Love> that. <laughs> um, so I will, I just need to shout out that this is, um, to, to my top of my knowledge, uh, the second movie with um, Lacey Chabert and Will Kemp together. The first was Love, Romance, and Chocolate. But this is the third movie that I can think of um, in Hallmarkdom where a person who is responsible for a concussion feels like it's necessary to take care of them. <laughs> and the other two things that I can think of is uh, Hallmark classic, A Gift to Remember, starring our fave oh, Peter God. Porte. Um, and then something else from this season that I've already mentioned is Never Kiss a Man in a Christmas Sweater. Mm-hmm. Also gave him a concussion and felt like they had to take care of them. So this that was my Across the Universe. <laughs> So I have I never love- given Austin a concussion and had to take care of him. So maybe our love is not real. I was gonna, <laughs> maybe I was your love is lie. not real, but it's also safer. <laughs> I was yes. going to lie and say our meet cute was, you know, Tara like ran me over with a car and then took care of me. And then that's how we ended up together. Well, no, it has to be something <laughs> at Christmas. A little bit. A, a car is too dangerous for Hallmark. It's got to be like a bicycle. <laughs> oh, yeah. There we go. Right. It's, it's got to be like go. a scooter. <laughs> Yeah, Vespa at most. Did anybody have anything new and noteworthy about this movie that we feel we need to discuss? I think this is the first Hallmark movie that has ever had the phrase, pull my finger in it. (laughs) Um, And I think that's worth mentioning because the doctor had humor and he was like, pull my finger. And and Dancy McDance face was like, what? He's like, just follow my finger. (laughs) It was like why was that necessary it was such a weird odd humor moment in what's supposed to be a romantic film hatch adams i don't know (laughs) well and i said um the office you austin brought this up earlier when talking about um her office decorations that it was there was a very clear scene where it showed her office and there was just the one wreath on the wall and that was it and that was the least decorated office space that i've seen in like what 60 of these movies that we've seen so far so I was like is it just gonna stay like that and then it it amped itself up but for that moment there was just one wreath on the wall it was so odd I was like what is this a Christmas movie (laughs) she like does she not know it's Christmas time um I have two okay um 
So real fast, I thought it was noteworthy that she actually admits, albeit to her friend, that she was being a brat at that first lesson. Um, they don't often own up to um, them being uh, sassy or unwarranted antagonism. They they don't <laughs> usually own up to that. And my second one was usually when they go, when he says, your wife will do that. They go, no, 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 we're not a couple. No, 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 no. And this time she went, yes, I am, of course, <laughs> like we talked about before. So it's not often that we actually see them playing that yes and game. Um, and I just had that this one is, I think, right up there with the first one that seemed to like care about the dancing at least a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, that dancing was on point. I enjoyed how <laughs> how taken care of as an audience member I was with the dancing because it was such a central plot point. Had they not committed to people who could actually dance, this would have been a so much more terrible movie. <laughs> I don't think Agreed. we could have stomached it at all. Um, Agreed. The way you said that, the, the, the thoughtfulness of being taken care of as an audience member, um, sometimes I feel like the Hallmark movies just don't do that or they mm-hmm. give you too much to process. And really, ultimately, we want simplicity and like love and some kind of passion for what you do in these movies. So um, thank you for giving us that phrase. I will take it with me. <laughs> Mine now, I will take it. <laughs> it is mine now. But you can still have it because that's how knowledge works. And I have a question in regards to new and noteworthy. I need, do you all know, has there ever been another rain box that has a light in it that a cast member's ever used in any of these Christmas movies? Because I died laughing when he opened up the, the ring box and there's like a little light special just focused on that diamond ring. <laughs> they exist. They're at Walmart for like $4.57. If anybody's planning a proposal, <laughs> you can go get one too. <laughs> so um, I watched this over this weekend while I was with my sister and my fiance playing bingo at bad Christmas movie bingo. Um, he, Billy and I got engaged right at the beginning of the pandemic. And, um, and so when he saw that little box, he was like, damn it, now I have to propose to you again. It's ruined. We're doing it again. Well, you <laughs> went, no. break it off with him just so that he could repropose to you a few weeks later. You could do the whole thing. I probably would say no, just because of that little light. It's a terrible box. Yes. Austin proposed to me after we picked the ring out together and just held on to it for six months till it was appropriate time to get engaged the day was a surprise but the marriage was not like we knew that's where we were going but I did it at a campground so it was kind of private yeah Uh, I mean I can tell you Billy and I had long long conversations if he can propose in front of other people It worked out. We had a private room at karaoke literally the day the world shut down. It was pretty great. Oh, wow. That's so cute. That's a great story. Yeah. I like it. It's a good story. It it was a good story. We got a lot of it on video and and it was in front of other people who cared. Yes. And that was the thing. I don't mind it was in front of other people who care, but if I don't want it to be around other people who don't care and are like, why are you interrupting my meal or (laughs) something? We are at supporting shout out. So- um, who would like to shout anybody out at this time? I had JT Church, uh, the kid, Nikki. Um, I, he, he really can dance, and I enjoyed him in his many reality competition dance shows that he was on and watching him grow as a little dancer in those. And so it was fun to see him in this movie. So, all right. That was mine, so I'm going to second it. That's all. <laughs> he, he was fantastic. 
I've been I've been harping on David and I think he deserves a shout out because you're supposed to hate him and that is what he made me do. And so I think for just committing to being a terrible man, David deserves a shout out. There's someone on Instagram that we recently started following and they do reviews and they have a bingo board of tropes and one of them is smackable man. And this David is a smackable man. I love <laughs> for that sure. so much. <laughs> All right, so then we're up to kiss meter. Kiss meter. We only had the one kiss right at the end. So out of 10. I think it was like a nine for me because the dance was lovely. There's a lot of like touchy touchy in this whole movie. So like you're waiting for them to kiss. And I mean, I think it could have been higher. Like, well, maybe so maybe it was like an eight or a nine, but it, I, it was so fast. It was like, boom. And then the movie's over. So I kind of had to like go back and watch the kiss again, but it was a lovely kiss. And, you know, it was like heart pounding because they're in front of the audience and you don't think they're going to do it because it's, you know, nine 59 and this movie's got to end in one minute and then there they go. And it was great. <laughs> I did not give it such a high score. I gave it a six. I felt like the more, interesting moment was when he like she was looking away from him and she pulled his face back and was like no we're gonna tell a story tonight that had more passion to me than the kiss did the kiss felt um like it had to happen and I actually would have loved it had the dance ended and then they kissed because then it would have felt like I didn't just get swept up in the dance I'm still here for you after the dance so I kind of wish that the dance had ended and then their love was so intense they kissed then. And that's where I think I would have given it a nine. That's fair. That's why I did give it a nine. <laughs> Cause I, for me, for me, and I, and I feel like I need to do what Tara did and just go back and watch it one more time. Um, I think it was on again before something. And I, so I got to see it again. And I said, I gave it a nine in spite of the fact that it was a public. And usually I don't like when someone's first kiss is in front of like a large group of people. However, I thought that the dance was so beautiful. And because they had such a misunderstanding fight, the dance felt like they were falling in love with each other again and kind of flirting with each other again. And so if it were me, I would absolutely take that moment after the dance to sort of like, or like in the middle of the dance, just to kiss him. Um, and sidebar note, I think I also gave it a nine because Billy had on his bingo board, awkward kiss. And he turns to me and he goes, damn it, that wasn't an awkward kiss at all. And I went, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the fact that Beyonce Billy board Billy was also on board with it made me kind of like, aw, that's me. So I'm with you, Tara, nine. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm closer to Austin on this one because I gave it a five. Yeah, <laughs> that's right, Hannah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think the lead up was pretty good, but I had a few issues. One, it's in front of people, which I I was like, no, in front of people on a stage, like you can't look away, really. Mm -hmm. um, it was very like closed lipped, which I think was actually pretty COVID reasoning for them because I during Christmas con Lacey was like yeah we decided we were comfortable enough to do a kiss in our movie and I was like I wonder if that's why it, it felt like two people like putting their faces together rather mm -hmm. than kissing <laughs> um I really didn't like that there was no declaration they like there's no like I'm really into you conversation 
It was the dancing, Hannah. The dancing. They did it with their bodies. No, no. You need to use your words. Um, (laughs) Verbal consent is real. Yes. Um, (laughs) uh, The fact that they kiss and then bow bothered the shit out of me. (laughs) I'll give you that. Yeah. And then the, the part that like I really can't get past is he goes in for that kiss so fast. I was wondering if it hurt. Like, it looks like they slammed their heads together. <laughs> it's like, if we kiss real fast, COVID won't get us. <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit like that. And I, I I was like, ow, stop. Like, telegraph that this is at least happening. <laughs> so, Austin and Tara and Hannah, would you watch this? Like, would you suggest would you suggest this? Like, if you weren't, if you weren't, obliged to watch Hallmark every night for 60 days like we have been um would you would you sit down and watch this movie no (laughs) (laughs) that's because with most of them I find that watching them once is all I need and then when I look back on all of them is this one that even stands out um amongst the pack and it didn't really for me so but also remember I'm the Grinch when it comes to the Christmas movies. So um, Austin may feel differently. No, I, I actually, I I would say this is one that you wouldn't miss if you didn't watch it. So even if you're like, oh, I really like getting into the Hallmark Christmas spirit. This is one that didn't really deliver for me. And um, if you want to watch a Hallmark Christmas movie that has dancing, maybe. But other than that, I just, it's not a... It's not a movie that's going to be on a list of recommendations for me ever. Yeah, I would agree. I I can't say that I will ever actively watch this movie again. I don't think I will like avoid it. You know, it's not that bad. It's just sort of like it's it's not something I need to rewatch or am excited about. I will say I think it's better than Love Romance and Chocolate. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> So, like, if if you're committed to a Lacey Will Kemp movie, this is the one to do. Yeah. And it would inspire you for physical activity than eating pounds of chocolate. <laughs> right. um, it's healthier. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree and not because of a lemming, because I'm standing on my own two feet and saying, I agree with you all. Um, this was just okay. It mm-hmm. uh, wasn't anything special. I will say I would rewatch the dance because I was pleasantly surprised most of the time the big dance number in even not just Hallmark movies like even if in like flash dance or whatever the big dance number often leaves me feeling a little bit underwhelmed but this I thought the choreography was really cute and Mm -hmm. they looked the actors looked like they were having a good time and having some fun with it and that's infectious and I think that's the point so if it was just the, the dance I'd say sure but if it's not I'd say just rewatch once upon a royal holiday or whatever that was. One royal holiday. <laughs> One royal ho- holiday or a timeless Christmas or anything Christmas else. <laughs> Those are the good ones. Except for Wizard of Oz. Don't do that. Just don't, don't. Oh my like, God. I, I'm not even. That I, I, one. Mm-hmm. I found out, uh, not related to the Christmas, but the dance number that uh, Candy Cam, who who is what we call Candace Cameron Beret, insisted and pushed to add that dance sequence in it was not in the original movie and she made it be in that movie why 
because she thought it would be delightful and not a comp so awkward i know this is not the movie we're talking about but i just if we're talking about dance i feel really it's important to tell people that that was her artistic direction and no one else's so well um I would agree. I'm going to go back, though, and because, Katie, your point about the end, I think if you were going to watch this movie, the only parts I would recommend to watch is the very beginning with the dance sequence and the very end with the dance sequence. And that <laughs> you is don't basically need to the best part of the movie. everything in between. <laughs> skip everything else. <laughs> yep. I, I, I'm with you. I'm with yeah. you. That that was really pretty, like really pretty stuff. Maybe pause to see um, the, the little baby dancers aerial flip. Um, yeah. But that's about it. Well, that was amazing. Uh, I can't even begin to say how excited I am. Well, I'm speaking as like the royal eye. It's not. Um, but <laughs> Hannah and I are one entity. We are really happy that you guys are here um, and that we've made this friendship. And it's not even Christmas yet. And it's going to be Christmas. And we have Christmas with friends. <laughs> well, we have, we enjoyed yeah. being here. Yeah, this is such a delight. And it's so great to see you guys as like dynamic people. I know that the listeners can't see you on the screen, but right. we can see you on the screen. And so, um, it's, you know, I've heard the voices, we've seen the tweets, now we've seen the people in real life. So I do feel like we are friends. Yes, officially. Um, so why don't you tell us where people can find you, how people can find your podcast, etc.? Austin. <laughs> um, so we are at Hallmark Snark on everything. So you can find us on Twitter, on Instagram, and we're on basically every single uh, podcasting platform out there. So Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, at Hallmark Snark. Uh, we do typically one to two movies a week, depending on life and other things. Um, and we made it through the Thanksgiving gauntlet. So we have a few fun ones coming out and uh, we hope you'll give us a listen. Well, we want to thank you guys for being here. It was really, it was exciting for you to be our inaugural guest. Yep. We feel and honored. Um, <laughs> and not only honored, but this was truly just a pleasure and a blast. It's so fun <laughs> meeting other people who can enjoy these movies and talk about these movies and make fun of these movies and it and not feel like you're hurting anyone because that's just where the joy comes from. It's how can you be both? And, yes. you know. I am more than one thing and these movies can be that for us too. And so uh, thank you for, for inviting us on. It was such a delight. Well, it was lovely to have you. Um, And for all of our listeners, make sure that you're uh, following us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram at one kiss means forever where the one and the four are numerical. And you can email us at uh, onekissmeansforever at gmail.com. And one kiss means forever is all spelled out like it is on the logo. You can send us a Christmas card. Yeah, well, we like cards. Um, <laughs> and thanks as always to Flint Pastors for our intro and outro music. And you can find his stuff on Apple Music, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Happy holidays, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. I'm trying. It's literally a basketball covered in Christmas lights, and they just kind of throw it off a roof. <laughs> no, Why I mean, have not- we not gone home for your holiday festivities, Tara? <laughs> That's what small towns really like. <laughs>